everybody. Welcome to another episode of Two Smart Dummies Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marcus. And I'm your host, B. Reed, a.k.a. Big Facts. Or a.k.a. Beatty Broussard. Um, just wrong, always wrong. Everybody have a couple misses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, having a bad, just having a bad season, man. Everybody can't go, you know... Every every year shoot fifty cents. I ain't fifty percent from the line. I ain't you know, Only me and Woj, I guess, are the only top notch cats out there. So, shit, no, nah, you was wrong all last season, especially in the playoffs. I think you predicted Miami to go to like the, the Western Conference Finals, Philly to suck. So let's not get it twisted. You're you, not. You hear that, America? I picked Miami to go to the Western Conference Finals. You hear the slander? Yeah, that's how wrong you were. Uh, no, that's how wrong you were. I meant to say that just to emphasize how wrong you man. were. Man, all right, baby Bouchard, <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, man, pulled some uh, some real Godfather type shit <laughs> and uh, basically blew up two franchises at once um, and is now a Los Angeles Clipper. Well, actually, three franchises at once and is now a Los Angeles Clipper. What do you think? Move in silence, man. I like it. I like the way he took LeBron's status. I felt like the longer that he waited, he was probably going to screw the Lakers. Because it, it doesn't really screw the Raptors because the Raptors really couldn't go nowhere. You either get Kawhi or not. If you don't get Kawhi, then you're kind of fucked anyway. They didn't have the cap to do anything else. So the long wait had no impact on them. But the waiting kind of impacted the free agents that the Lakers could get. So I feel like this was a power play. Um, you know, all the reports, the fake media was saying that it was guaranteed he was going to the Lakers, and then they all jumped back saying, hey, well, nobody knew that he was going to get Paul George. But apparently that was the delay. <laughs> the delay was him talking to Paul George and trying to orchestrate him going to the Clippers. The play seems like it was always to the Clippers. He was just trying to decide who he was bringing to the Clippers with him. You know, it's funny. It's um, yeah, exactly. It does seem like he was. Uh, it was Clippers or or Toronto. That doesn't sound like he was particularly even close to going with the Lakers. It's funny because I, I I really don't even think the dude likes LeBron. Like, or at least d- does not want to play with him because this is the second time now that. You know, he came out when he was still in San Antonio or when he first got to Toronto, and basically he was like, I didn't grow up a Lakers fan. Um, and, you know, he didn't say he was a Clippers fan, but he made it clear that he was not, he didn't grow up a Lakers fan. So, um, you know, I didn't think he was going to go to the Clippers. I, I honestly thought he was going to go back to Toronto. Um, I didn't, I wasn't, I don't know if I thought he was going to the Lakers. Um, but, well, because, you know, I question it. it just didn't seem like a real basketball fit. I mean, I guess you can see how it could work. But anyway, it, I like, man, this is why the NBA is the best league uh, in the world, man. You don't get this drama anywhere else. Well, it's just because, I mean, I would say probably baseball has some of this because the players have so much control. And in baseball, the players union has so much control. But you only get shit like this when the players have so much control. And ever since LeBron made his power play with the decision and showed people how to really use contract, the biggest thing that I'm seeing with this offseason is people turning down money. Like, they're turning down money. They're turning around max contracts. They're turning around, turning down the fifth year of the contract um, to go put together teams that they want to play with because they see getting stuck in these four or five-year deals with bad teams and bad management. That's not where it's at. Look where Russell Westbrook is. Ever since he signed that extension, yeah, he's going to get paid. But after getting paid, now you have to trust in your management. Now, I'm, I, for one, don't think that Oklahoma City does a bad job of trying to get players around him. I just hold up. don't hold think up. they get the right hold players. Up. Okay, around. all right, all right, my bad. I should let you finish because I was about to roast your ass and I was going to go into the archives no, and no. find where you said that they don't do shit around him. I mean, they, they try, but you can only do because they're not getting free agents. Like, free agents aren't choosing to come to Oklahoma City because they're a small market. A lot of times they're cap locked. So everything that they're doing is trading. So if you look at what they're doing, they've been aggressive, very aggressive, in trying to keep players around. When Kevin Durant left, I mean, okay, so you, everybody always goes back to the heart. And I was having a discussion with my friends about this earlier. Uh, we have to remember that Oklahoma City essentially is a young team. They've only been in Oklahoma City since 2008. Thieves. So it's relative. Yeah, they're relatively a new franchise. So in that new franchise, they drafted very well, like the Orlando Magic back in the day with Shaq and Penny. Um, and they got an all-star group. They made a mistake by not choosing James Harden over Serge Ibaka. Yes, it seems crazy But it today, wasn't crazy at the time. But in hindsight, 
Well, yeah, because if in hindsight, if you're looking, uh, well, I'm just saying because you have a guard, you have right. James Harden who had played bad in two consecutive playoffs. He's a kind of an undersized guard. He's a ball dominant guard like Westbrook. But on the flip side, you have uh, Serge Ibaka, who's a versatile power forward, six ten, that can defend the rim. He can shoot the jump shots. He's very versatile in pick and roll. Chris Bosh had just beat them in the finals. That same style. It's not insane. The, the insane part is that they didn't want to pay the luxury tax because it shouldn't have been a decision. It shouldn't have been a decision of which one. It should have just been like, hey, we'll play both. We'll pay both of them and figure it out. But at that point in time, there were only two, three years, four uh, years. You know, they're still young. You think, you, that was two. You think Oklahoma City right. has a title if they keep that core together? One thousand percent. One thousand percent. They never lose the Golden State if they have Harden. Because we also have to remember. Um, we say, well, James Harden had a chance to come into his own. Well, if they did not trade him, essentially they probably still could have got Reggie Jackson as a backup and Perry Jones because they would have still been drafting in the same area because that team didn't fall off when they lost Harden. So they would have still been drafting 17 to 20. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you would have had a bench of Perry Jones, Reggie Jackson, probably Jeremy Lamb, those same type of players they drafted. And then when uh, that, that year, I think it was 2012, when um, Russell Westbrook and KD yeah, went they got down, now you have J- – yeah, so you have – well, they wouldn't have made that trade, yeah. though. But you would have had a chance for um, James Harden to really come into his own as his own team. You know what I mean? So – because he would have been leading it with – it would have just been Harden, Serge Ibaka, and Steven Adams. Yeah, I mean – I, I asked that question somewhat rhetorically because I agree with you. Knowing, knowing how good all those players became, um, you just wonder what if. It, it's it's so funny, man, because the NBA happens so quickly. I was watching, um, and you and I talked about it, and if you guys out there haven't seen Basketball Love Story, do yourself a favor and go watch it. But um, I was watching it again, and you know, I was thinking about the Heat, or you know, I was watching an episode on the Heat and the decision and all that. And it's so crazy how that was such a big deal at the time but doesn't that seem like an eternity ago like legitimately a, a decade i mean it was a decade ago you know what i mean and that yeah, that window yeah. you see for four years and then obviously golden state has had a a five-year window but imagine where okc would have fit into that and, and like who which dynasty they would have thwarted you know before uh, you know it, it, as if they stayed well, together well, essentially, they would have been Golden State before Golden State. They would have been the first Golden State. The only mistake they made compared to Golden State, and I don't know if Golden State learned from that mistake, is pay your players. Because once you, it, 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 it's crazy if people really think about how the cap changed. If they would have paid Harton, and they would have paid Ibaka, and they would have paid all their players, they still would have been in position to sign a max-level free agent. Because all those players would have been burned right in. So the same thing that Golden State did, they would have been able to do that before Golden State. The problem was is they weren't mature enough to be able to say, I'm willing to pay the luxury tax at that time. They were still trying to be a small market team, pay their players and stay underneath the luxury cap. They did. They weren't progressive like Golden State to say, hey, I'm going to pay this money and be like the Lakers, even though I'm a small market team and I'll make it on the back end. That's their biggest mistake. After that mistake, they've been aggressive. They've been in the luxury tax. They've been trying to build around their core. They just fucked up where they could have really dominated the game, and that's paying your yeah. own players. And I wonder, you know, how many people it 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 taught to a lesson or didn't. Well, shit, it don't seem like many. But anyway, we're kind of getting off topic. But I wanted to go back to Kawhi. Um, how far down? I mean you realize that Paul George was like his third choice, right? Like that's, what's crazy about this. Cause originally he called KD and KD said, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to New York. And then he called, uh, Jimmy Butler. I, yeah, but I don't, and I've seen a Kyrie thing and I don't believe Paul George is like the third choice. I think that maybe he called Paul George and Paul George might've turned him down. Cause Paul George would have said like, seemed like a better fit. Um, I just, I I don't I know I don't remember seeing that he called Jimmy Butler. I, I remember just the reports. That's right. I saw that after Jimmy Butler said no, um, which is crazy because he's Jimmy Butler. Yeah, again, I think he thinks he's better than he is. Anyway, um, you know. So see, I got I, I got a problem with that, and it's not just because he signed with Miami, but it's just because people aren't consistent what they want from their players. Like on the one hand, we want them to. 
you know, want to be able to be Jordan and win by yourself and be the man. Then on the other hand, we want them to, you know, be about winning and going to team up. And we like we put certain players and designations where we feel like they should be like a Jimmy Butler. Oh, he should want to go play with LeBron. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You understand? Like, I think that it should be consistent or whatever you're talking about. Like, if Jimmy Butler, I don't care where Jimmy Butler stands. If Jimmy Butler feels like he's the man and he wants to go try to do that, and I feel like we should have the same energy when KD feels like he's the man and he wants to try to do that with the Nets. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no doubt. I, I feel you. I, like I said, for me, Cause, you... Because KD ain't, KD ain't proved he can do shit by himself either. Let's not Yeah, get but twisted. you got Jimmy Butler who, like, he claims that he only wants to win, blah blah blah. But it's like, really, what is, what has he done to to prove that that's true? He's on his fourth team. He's been pissy and pissed people off and pissed himself off everywhere he went. It's like, what's going to change in Miami? Yeah, because his his whole argument everywhere he's went is, I just want to, I want a team to give as much effort as I do. And, try and so to that's been so his argument. Looking everywhere. at what Kawhi Leonard just did last year doesn't prove that all that fool. He doesn't even want to talk. He just wants to hoop. And went in like slay dragons. That's all Kawhi Leonard wants to do. Yeah, but then you're also a second fiddle. I mean, there's, there's a thing. See, to be, so you can't have it all, bro. Don't want to be a second. You can't player. have it all. No, I'm just saying. But I'm, he's never been on there and said that. Hey, I want to team up. He always been kind of direct about he wants to be the man. He's never said anything other than that. That's us putting words in his mouth saying he should want to win, he should want to go play. But everything Jimmy Butler has ever shown is that he wants to be the man. When has he shown anything other than that? Well, he ain't never really been the man. Uh, I mean, but he's he was the man in um, Minnesota. I mean, I guess. But he was kind of the man the last year he was in, uh, the last two years he was in Chicago. Even when Wade came there, he was the he was the yo, man. So he's kind of been the man everywhere he As went. As an NBA him. fan, I refuse to acknowledge that Dwayne Wade ever played for the Bulls or the Cavaliers. I just don't remember it. Hey, hey, sometimes you gotta you gotta appreciate people's journey. You know, it's if Dwayne Wade doesn't go to the Bulls, Jimmy doesn't choose the Heat. It, <laughs> that's what it was. He did him a solid. <laughs> That's what he. That's what he said. He said that if Dwayne Wade doesn't go there and tell him about the Heat organization, blah 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 blah, he wouldn't Look, the Heat. That's I refuse to acknowledge Hakeem Olajuwon in a Raptors jersey, uh, Patrick Ewing in a, a Magic or a Sonics jersey, Karl Malone in a Lakers. I just don't acknowledge it. Mm -mm. Dominique Wilkins in, in Orlando. a Celtics jersey, Allen Iverson <laughs> in a Grizzlies jersey. Yeah, y'all forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't. I don't think he wore that. I don't think he got sweat on that jersey. Oh no, he never. Even, I don't even think he came off the bench. Cause he. I, yeah, I, I think he refused to play. So, I, no, actually, I think he did play. Cause he likes the city of Memphis. I can't remember now. Actually, if he did play, I, I legitimately blocked it out. But, um, <laughs> all right, man. So, what does this do for the Clippers? The Lakers have since signed um, Boogie Cousins, re-signed Javale fucking McGee. Um, Contavious Cal Caldwell Pulp that gets sixteen million dollars every year somehow from the Lakers, uh, and then they re-signed Rondo, like you said, um, and picked up uh, Quinn Cook and um, who am I missing? Uh, Danny Green. Green. What do you think of that Lakers team, and what do you think of that Clippers team? Uh, I, you know, people are automatically putting the Clippers head and shoulders above them for some reason. You know, I I don't think that they're head and shoulders above the Lakers. I think. The Lakers have a good squad if they can stay healthy. I mean, yeah. I mean, they got to – I mean, like I said in the last podcast, I need to see the roster they put together to even think they're a playoff team. They're definitely a playoff well, team. Well, they don't play – the they ain't going to play any goddamn defense for sure, and there's going to be teams like Denver that, that will run them out of the gym. But other than that, go on. Well, I'm just saying – Either way it goes, the West is crazy. And right now it's really going to depend on what OKC does, if OKC tanks or they decide to use those assets to get um, help for Westbrook, where they fall, because that may be another sp a spot falling out, which will benefit the Lakers. Um, let's, let's, tackle, let's tackle both situations, because both situations are totally different. Like the Clippers... This is kind of monumental for the Clippers because most of the time, you know, they great they drafted Blake Griffin. Um, CP3 was traded there as his second choice. They drafted DeAndre Jordan. 
I believe this is the first time that a premier free agent has actually chosen to go to the Clippers. Like one of the top free agents on it's the never market happened. had a choice to Yeah, had a choice to go to the Lakers and said, Nah, I'm gonna go yeah, to the Clippers. Never happened. This is like yeah, this is crazy. People don't really, really even understand. And this has Jerry West working in the background. This never really happened for the Golden State Warriors either until Jerry West got there. He's the quiet dynasty maker, but this changes their franchise forever. Yeah. And this is a really good team. This is a 48-win team. I mean, we talked last podcast about the Jazz being a 50-win team and add Mike Conley and Bogdanovich. Well, how about a 48-win team that went uh, six games with Golden State at full strength, replacing Danilo Gallinari and Shai Gillis-Alexander with Paul George, one of probably the top five, top ten defenders in the league, two-way players in the league, and Kawhi Leonard, who just took the Raptors to the championship. What is that going to do for you? Didn't really lose too much off your bench. You got Mo Harkless, Jermichael Green, uh, you re-signed Patrick Beverly. Lou Williams is still coming off the bench. Yeah, I think they're better than the Lakers. I don't, there's nothing that you can say to me to convince me, Montrez Harrell still there, that they're not better than the Lakers. How? How would they not be? Well, I just like I said, I think you give Boogie an offseason. For some reason, people have completely, completely written him off like he is just a pure scrub, which just – you know that that's just not the case. That is still a very good player, and he gets a whole off season to be healthy, and work and get into shape. I think if if he's right, his chemistry with with AD and Rondo, even though Rondo, man, Rondo's got to be pushing forty. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I think that that chemistry is is there, and then you've got the the smartest basketball player on the planet who's still what? Where would you put LeBron? Top three? Top five? I mean, he's still. I mean, he's still a top yeah, five he's still, player. I mean, you got Giannis, KD, Kawhi. James Harden. I mean, you can't Steph. take my top five. Yeah, nah. Well, you can't put – I'll put Steph there. Definitely not. Not James. Okay. But still, I mean, but I mean, well, first of all, it ain't like James Harden is Kevin Love. But – but. No, nah, I'm just saying not in the top five. We're talking shit, about – close. The motherfucker done finished. He's not going to take LeBron's no, place. never. Absolutely not. That's what I'm talking um, about. You know, so – you know, I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a chemistry issue. I think they'll be fine there. I, I mean, I think the Lakers, again, for me, it depends on health. If, if they can stay healthy, I think they'll be fine. And you, would it, it shock you if they flipped Kuzma at some point? I don't think they will, but do you th- would it shock you if they did? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, that was a centerpiece. That was a piece that they didn't want to get rid of for Why? good reason. Um, they're talking – I mean, he's a good player. Good I'd rather player. kept. I mean, they probably couldn't keep keep Ingram, but I would have rather kept Lonzo over Kuzma. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, yeah, but I mean, if if LeBron essentially was going to do what he's going to what he's already announced he's going to do, which the big announcement is he's going to play point guard like he's never played point guard before, which is crazy. But uh, the big announcement is that he's playing point guard this year. You don't need Lonzo. He's going to have the ball in his hand. It makes the most sense. You put him out there. Now you have a lineup, sort of like the uh, the uh, like Philly. It's, it's a so big lineup. Big. You can get Kuzma. Yeah, you you can get. I don't know why they just won't play AD at the five. They're still trying to play him at the four. It doesn't make sense with what you're trying to do. You could put more shooters on the court. Maybe they'll eventually do it. But right now, it's either going to be Javale or Boogie, AD, Kuzma, LeBron, and I'm guessing Danny Green. I would probably go LeBron. Kuzma, uh, KCP, Danny Green, AD at the five, bring Kuzma off the bench, something like, or you know what I mean, something to put more shooting on the on the on the court. And what about this locker room? Because so you got clowns in there, right? You got Rondo. <laughs> Rondo was a good leader last year, don't. But do that. Rondo is still Rondo at the end of the day, and it, from, from all accounts, people He's, like him, but he is kind of a knucklehead. But He's only had a problem at one place because even in Boston, he only bumped heads with Ray Shit. Allen, and everybody seems like they're on him and uh, him and Doc Rivers hated each other for the longest time. He him and but they had an understanding. Him and Rick Carlisle hate each other, which Rich, Rick Carlisle is. I mean, he can be his own set of asshole. But my point is, you got all these personalities in this Lakers locker room, and let's not forget these motherfuckers decided to throw Jason Kidd's crazy ass into the mix. Um, <laughs> Interesting you know, and. With a weak coach in Vogel. Right. So, again, 
the Laker, I there was a, a time where I thought Doc Rivers had mailed it in towards the end of that uh, that Chris Paul Blake Griffin run. I thought Doc was just he. I thought he was awful for like a two or three year stretch, and that he should have retired. But last year he showed, or they could have been Chris. Well, that yeah, no doubt about it. Um, but he it seemed like he was re, revigorated last year. I don't know how he didn't win Coach of the Year. Um, and now that I think he's remotivated and he's got players that, you know, seem to be a bit more coach friendly um, and will play in his system and listen to him. I think the Clippers are a really good team. But talent wise, I mean, I'm just never going to count LeBron out if he's healthy. And same with Anthony Davis. Well, I mean, I just think this team has some big holes and the biggest hole is that health. You know what I mean? LeBron has been pretty healthy through his career, but he had a muscle injury last year. He's a year older. We just can't you know, throw that away. Now we're going to put more usage on him at the point guard position. Yeah, he probably could have came back earlier last season, but still, you just never know what happened. Like, KD, you never expect an Achilles injury. You just don't know. So I'm not going to put that on him. I'm just saying the amount of minutes that he's going to have to play with this team, it's, it's kind of scary for me. AD, we know his history. We know how he takes bumps and bruises. And then after that, if – if those two players aren't healthy, this is a really, really flawed team. I mean, if we really, really look at it, I mean, someone said that this is basically the 2017 Pelicans and LeBron. <laughs> right. Are you signing up for that? And with a with a hurt Boogie, because we we just we we're just anticipating that Boogie will be better with a with a whole offseason. We don't. I think know Drew that. Holiday is better than anybody else on that roster. Yeah, I'm telling so. you, <laughs> I take Drew Holiday. I take Drew Holiday Day's two-way defensive skills, um, Nikola Miritich coming in, being able to knock down threes and get 10 to 15 rebounds a game. Shit, uh, you had LeBron on that team? Hell yeah, you talking me into that. So now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but that's not the team we no. have. I mean, we're talking about not only Kuzma doing his scoring thing and being able to share the ball with all these people that need the ball, but now he needs to be a spot-up shooter as well as a rebounder. Uh, we're talking about Danny Green can't go through his cold streaks. He needs to be consistent. We're talking about uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope actually being worth the money that he's paid, which hadn't that boy been, been stealing money for I years now. <laughs> Rondo not pulling a Rondo, you know what I mean? So you don't know which Rondo you're gonna get. He'll still be good, and I don't think he'll cause like a problem. But he's just weird. He's, yeah, he's just <laughs> he's a strange a cat. Dude. But you, I mean, it's but you think about it, it's a lot of weird dudes in the league right now. Like just weird, strange guys. Rondo's one of them. Uh, Kyrie Irving, just a weird dude. Uh, Kevin Durant, pretty weird dude. Like I mean, by like Jimmy Butler even is just a weird guy. Like, uh, you know, it's a common. Th- obviously, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, weird guy. Like this isn't the same. Like this isn't the LeBron, uh, Kobe you know, big personality type of, of superstars. These are all just crazy-ass dudes sitting in a locker room just want to hoop. And it's driving GMs crazy because you can't predict what the fuck these dudes nope. even want. I mean, it's not may not necessarily be money. Well, shit, because they make no so much clue. money now. It's like, look, I'm going to get a $200 million contract either way. So, yeah, I mean, like, at some point, and, and those contracts are only going to go up. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, what can you, what can you do – what can you give a guy that already has everything they want? Basically, like you just said, I mean, so money's not really the issue. Do they want to play with their homeboy? Maybe like, you know what I mean? Like who knows? Yeah, no one knows what people want. And all these, I mean, right now it seems like the best way to build a team is shit to get a player that's sociable. Yeah. You know, that, that has a lot of connections in the league. Maybe if they're not even the best player, maybe if they have ego problems, shit, maybe what Boston tried to do is the way to go. Trade for someone like Kyrie and hope he can bring Anthony Davis. Okay, if it fails, fuck it. Go get Kimball Walker. Hope he has some relationships. That's what it seems like it's about in this new NBA is who do you know, who do you want to play with? The Heat just got Jimmy Butler, not because the Heat were like a good team and the best team to go with, just because, shit, he had a good relationship with Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a weird time in the league, and I think this shit is driving GM's crazy, and I think that's partially pushing some of the re- pushing OKC to be like, hey, maybe we need to move on with OKC. I mean, move on from Westbrook because I don't think he has a lot of relationships in the league. So let's talk about that. I mean, I'll- um, OKC, you know, they. I think that they 
they uh, they obviously made Russell Westbrook available to Toronto, and even though there are par- reports that just says that was posturing, and you know Sam Presti and uh, Masai Ujiri are close, and and that was just you know those two saying, hey, help me out, I want to squeeze these people for everything that they that they'll give me, and maybe that is the case. That's part of networking and building relationships. But um, if you're Oklahoma City, because um, Russell Westbrook doesn't seem to be pissed off, but I think that. The Clippers gave OKC a get-out-of-jail-free card with that Paul George contract. Um, and now they see that, well, we if we can offload this Russell Westbrook contract, like, why not? Because what do what does Oklahoma City do that can make them better than they were with Paul George? Like, everyone keeps talking about Bradley Beal, but that's still a first-round exit. You know, so if, if you're Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook is never going to have more value than he has right now. Never. He's a 31-year-old point guard or a 30-year-old point guard, whatever he is. He, he He's at his peak value, and but that contract is probably top five worst contracts in the league. Yeah, but my thing about, about this is saying that you're Oklahoma City and can you get free agents? It's like the same situation I talk about with Memphis. I make fun, but at the end of the day, it's hard to get free agents. I mean, you look at a team like Dallas – who's been a successful franchise over the past 10, 15 years, and they can't get anyone to sign there. So that's the problem that you get with, I don't care how popular a team is, how much notoriety, you run the risk of becoming irrelevant, and that's just not where you want to be. But with how many assets they have, you could probably rebuild this pretty quick. Yeah, but with the assets, you can rebuild it around Russell Westbrook. So my, my thing is this. So... Like, Russell Westbrook takes a lot of heat, and a lot of that is because he chose to stay in Oklahoma City. Right now, that's looking like a bad decision because people don't give you the leeway. The one thing I'll say about Russell Westbrook that no one can argue, no one has ever put the team around Westbrook that he needs. And this is their perfect opportunity to do it. There's people sitting out there. They traded for Shy Gillis-Alexander, who's a really good up-and-coming point guard that can do it all, that can take him off the ball. They also got Gallinari, who's a really good knockdown shooter, something that he hasn't had consistently. You can go out there and get Kevin Love, and it won't even take uh, half of the assets that you just accumulated. Like, you can give your own picks. They're dying to give away Kevin Love because the Cavs are over the salary cap. So if you put Russell Westbrook in a system with Gallinari and uh, Kevin Love, knockdown shooters, and play him like LeBron to open the court up where he can have people to actually hit shots, he can be successful. So here's the issue with that. The Thunder have absolutely no cap room unless they, like, they, they're they are one of those that, to where they cannot take a single dollar back over um, what they what they take out. Like, they, they are, they're cap, they're capped out. All it takes is, yeah, but all it takes is getting rid of Yeah, but that. that's easier said that's than done because if you to listen to, to um, like, according to reports, from Woj, that contract is unmovable right now. I mean, well, there are people that are interested. It's just, I mean, they're saying that Russell Westbrook contract well, is unmovable, and they may have to give a team a first round pick but to take. You know what? But like, no, people, there, there's like teams that are in, showing interest in in no, Russell, in they, Russell there Westbrook. There are, but if you look at if you look at these reporters and the reporters that in Vegas, they're saying that GMs think that Miami should be getting a first round pick in order to take Russell Westbrook's contract, which is crazy. But you know what? It's not that it's really not that simple because again, like the thunder are so capped right now. Like that, that's where the issue lies. Like they, they truly are fucked if they want to bring anything else on. So I I don't see a way that they can bring on uh, Kevin Love's contracts. Kevin Love's making $30 million a year. Not, I mean, they're, 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 they're close. Um, I think that Jer- Jeremy Grant contract. There's still two million over the cap, like twenty six million. Yeah, so they're two million over the cap. Two million is not a lot. Like two million, they can trade Shoulder's contract and be good. Shoulder makes fifteen million a year. He's not in his rookie contract anymore. They have contracts that they can move to get under the cap. And even um, if they have to give a first, if you can move Schroeder and give somebody a first to take Steven Adams and you can get contracts back or you can get a third team involved to get somebody to take on that cap. Like, we talked about this before. Like, you made fun of Miami. They probably, I thought they had some of the most unmovable contracts there are. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There's a way to get it done. You can get it done. It's just how willing are they to get it done? 
are you are you done with Russell Westbrook? Do you just want to move in a different direction? And you only have two directions to go in. So either I'm right or you're right, because there's not a third direction. Either you blow the shit up or you go use some of those assets to get players. There's this it's A and B. That's <laughs> all you can do, and you have to do it before the yeah. season starts. You have to I do mean, it soon, I, actually. For me, I think if you're if you're Oklahoma City coming into the, the end of last year, you you just got eliminated by Portland. I think if you're in the situation that you are in now, you legitimately like the Clippers gave you a get out of jail free car with Paul George, and now you have one with Russell Westbrook. Like I, I think that with well, as much assets as they have, and they have Shea Gilders Alexander, I mean they they have some pieces from they they have a ton of fucking assets. Like I thought the assets that the Hornets had that they got from the Clippers was insane. This one was even even more crazy. No. Uh, Hornets. Sorry. What did I say? Uh, Pelicans. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Hornets Pelicans. are about to get demoted to the fucking G League. Uh, they yeah, lost that's... to China. So, <laughs> uh, but, so, you know what I mean? The, the haul that Oklahoma City got, I think it just shows you. It's like, all right, look, we, we have a point guard we can build around. I mean, Danilo Gallinari's, you know, he's in his 30s. It's, he's yeah, an expert. So, I mean, that, that's fine. Oh yeah, and they can they can move that contract easily, easy too. I easily. So if you're gonna bring somebody in, I, my point is, no matter what, most likely you're a first round exit team in the West. Either way, because there's not a lot of superstar like Bradley Beal doesn't make your team. I mean, much. It, who who are they gonna get that's better than Paul George? Well, see, that's what I'm think. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I think Paul George is a bad fit with Westbrook. Not a bad fit as a player. But they're two but ball who, dominant then, then who players. Then who do they get? Because yeah, Ke- Kevin get, Love, that's fine. But. but I'm saying like LeBron, like Paul George is a bad fit with LeBron too. That's what I'm saying. Like these are the same knocks against LeBron. But you put LeBron with players that can actually. He needs someone where he can control the ball and he can distribute. He needs. I'm, I'm in, agree- I'm in agreement with you. But who is that? Kevin no. Love. That he's played with LeBron. But, he he needs a knockdown but, shooter. A 31-year-old, 32-year-old, however old Kevin Love is, that, again, that's not going to take you further than where you were with Paul George. Bro, you give me you give me Kevin, because you're still just, you're just saying one person. I'm saying with the amount of assets they have, they can bring in two but who? people. That, that's they my can, point. They can get a Kevin Love, and you can get a Bradley no, Bill. No. You're telling me Russell Westbrook, Bradley Bill, and Kevin Love you, won't work you, in the that, West? Shit, Paul George won 48 look, games with Westbrook, and they didn't have another from, from a cap standpoint, that is a legitimate pipe dream. You're not getting that. Like They they cannot fit all those salaries on that Oklahoma City Thunder team. Bro, listen, you can't. If Miami can do what they did, they can do it. Miami was in way worse situation. They were like forty million over the damn cap, and they moved all those contracts. You can do it, especially when you got the Wizards, the one trying to move Beal and Wall's contract. You have contracts you can move. You have like forty million dollars just in Stephen Adams and so, Schroeder. All it's gonna take is for you to give the Wizards enough picks where they can say fuck it and rebuild. And too. now you have to take back John Wall's contract too. Who's a, who are you? A- or you can, or you can just move them to a third team. I'm saying they have enough assets where if you want to say, third, hey, I what third go team is, is what does that third team get out? Like, let's say Dallas is like, yeah, cool, we'll facilitate this. What do they get out of taking John Wall's contract? Who John, we talked about Russ, West, Russell Westbrook's contract being top five worst. John Wall's is by far the worst contract in 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 the NBA. Like, who who takes that and for what is their incentive? I mean, I, it is. I know you think I'm crazy, but shit. The last trade scenario that I saw, it had OKC taking back John Wall's contract. And Miami somehow getting Bill and, uh, shit, Bill and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and then Wizards just getting a shitload of, like, draft but then, picks. But why would OKC do that? Because then they get their star. Because, like I said, it's Who's a small the star? market team. John Wall. Come on, man. Like, you, I know, I know. Man, you're trying to, see, this is my thing when I talk to you. You always talk like NBA teams are the smartest fucking. But you think they're going to the take? We both you think know, uh, yes. OKC is not a dumb organization? They never have been. Sam, Sam Presti is a good GM. Like they're not. Yes, but he also knows that you have to sell tickets and without a star. So you're going to you bring in a 31 year old John Wall who's coming in off a torn Achilles who's not going to play next year who you start hey. to have to pay forty million dollars per year for the next four years? Come on, man. You're asking you're asking me that question, and I'm saying no. I'm telling you, these are the reports. Just like when we talk and everybody keeps saying Westbrook is going to get traded, I don't see a scenario realistically where he can make it to Miami. But obviously they're willing to take on bad contracts. 
You know what I mean? Like, all these scenarios are bad because Oklahoma City got dropped the bomb. The bomb was uh, Paul George and Kawhi. Kawhi waiting that long fucked Oklahoma City because then Paul George left after all these teams had already committed this free agency money. When they commit this free agency money, now teams don't even have cap to take in Westbrook or any of these bad contracts. So they're limited on all the moves they can make. If Westbrook is coming in and demanding the trade, all the scenarios for OKC are bad. They're lucky that they did get bailed out by the Clippers because now they can make a bad move with Russell Westbrook and still be okay because they got a shitload of assets. And that was the point I was just going to make. Paul George didn't fuck Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City was on their way to a first round exit. That could have been their names, the Oklahoma City That's first true. round exit. So like, That's true, because that team was not built exactly. to win, and they would have been stuck and for so like four years. That is my point. With, with that, that goes back to my original question. The Clippers gave you a get-out-of-jail-free car with this Paul George thing, and it opened up the door to get you off of that Russell Westbrook contract. There's no way you would consider taking back a John Wall contract. And even if you keep Russell Westbrook, how does that get you out of the first round? And I get what you're saying about a superstar and all this stuff, but you have a chance to rebuild. And your fans are going to – they'll be fine. Every team has to go through it, and every team doesn't get free agents, but there's a, there's a lot of competitive teams out there, and they have proven that they can draft well. So their fans are going to be fine. They're going to trust that. My, my point is just this. Waiting so late. You only have, like I said, you only have two options. And because all this shit happened so late in free agency, all your options for trading Russell Westbrook are bad. You know, the only team that's really showing interest is Miami. And we've already talked about this. Like, I'm a realistic Miami fan. What you're getting back is trash. You're getting Justice Winslow, Dragic's expiring contract, probably Myers Leonard's expiring contract, and a prospect in either Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, or a combination. That's what you're getting back, and it's pretty much all cap relief. It's just cap relief to match contracts so you can pull all that shit off the books because, like you said, Steven Adams' contract is untradeable. So now you pull all that off, then you may give somebody a first to take Strode or Steven Adams, and you're in full rebuild mode under the cap. I mean, so you're either doing that or you're saying, hey, I'm going to trade them next summer. Let's see if I can get one more person to play with Gallinari and take a shot at somebody at the trade deadline. If I miss on that, Gallinari goes you know what I'm saying? There's there's not a lot of good options right now, and I don't think that Westbrook is going to stand for wasting a year. If you go into the season with Westbrook, like it is right now, this season is going to be really bad, and it's going to turn into an Anthony Davis situation where you're going to get less than you're asking for at the trade deadline than you which can get exactly right now. Which, which is what I said earlier. Like He is at his peak value at this moment. And, and honestly, man, I think, but his, but his peak value is bad. That's what I'm saying, because the only team that's showing interest is in Miami, I still, and we both agree I it's not a good I still think he'll end up – I think he'll end up in Houston. I think somehow that – because that, they have pieces that they can move with Eric Gordon and Clint Capella and – but if you're talking about getting off contracts, both of those people are signed for like two or three years. It's not helping. You're bringing in Eric Gordon and Capella that's already locked in for like three years. Well, Capella, Capella is. just signed his contract yeah. last year, and Eric Gordon is on his expiring, or he because he signed something. Yeah, last he's year got too. this is his. He's got one more year after this. I think it's a player option. So, so he'll he'll play this year, and then he you still got Capella. The Capella contract now. Your roster yeah. is. Yeah, you still got now. You got two big men contracts this stuff in Capella and Steven but it's, Adams. It's still not as bad as that Russell Westbrook contract, and you know. So and then you know, if you're Houston, is that a winning team with Chris Paul? I mean, because one thing that that I I see is that Russell Westbrook and James Harden are god fucking awful when they play off the ball. Like they they don't even they don't even try. James Harden, you can barely convince him to walk down the court when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. And Russ Russ Russell Westbrook puts in his mind after he gets his numbers that all right now I'm a I'm a pass this dude and go stand in the corner. You know those those two dudes aren't aren't gonna play well off the ball, especially with a ball dominant point guard like Chris Paul. So does does that even make sense? Or you? Well, I don't so, I don't even think that trade happens. It's not enough. It's not the direction that you're going to go. The other team that, that people keep throwing I mean, around is the Pistons, um, which yeah, good for them. But the pit, yeah, the Pistons would be willing. It, it comes down to the, the. I think the Pistons, including that draft pick, say cool. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Say cool, and then the two first round picks. You're taking Reggie Jackson back in the organization. To unload but you that know what? Contract. I don't hate that for and Detroit, you, man. That's a playoff team. 
him if uh, if Blake, Blake Griffin stays healthy. I mean, it's not a, a championship it's team. The, it's the ball dominance, though. That's well, because the now they decided to run the if ball really through, through that, Blake. Yeah. yeah, you got Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook, Drummond. The one thing about Reggie Jackson is at least Reggie Jackson is good in a pick and roll. Uh, Westbrook's kind of awful in a pick and roll. They still have no shooters. Is this a better situation opposed to being t- in the East? You still have three big-ass contracts where all of them are locked in <laughs> and three bad contracts if you ask any GM because Blake Griffin, Drummond, and Russell Westbrook's contract are all terrible. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't... That, it's kind of awful. Now that, that <laughs> we're talking about... I, I don't know where you move them to now. I mean, I've heard San Antonio. That, that's the whole point that everyone's been making is that the only option that they have is Miami because Miami can at least give you cap relief in the next year or two. You don't get no draft picks or nothing, but you actually get off the contract. In the next year, you get half the contract back because Drajic is $20 million. So you get that $20 million back next year. And then the, if you can get a Myers Leonard who's also an expiring, that's like $30 million of the contract gone. Then you're only going to be stuck with $8 million from like a rookie and maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like Miami would give you actual cap relief and they're taking on two contracts of like a hundred and uh, I mean, like what seventy, eighty million dollars for four years of aging players. So it cap locks Miami, but it gives Oklahoma City flexibility. So that's the only legitimate option that everybody's looking at. It's just what is Miami really to come off of? Because you know you're getting a Dragic contract. That's nineteen million. So of his thirty-eight, nineteen million coming off at the trade deadline or at the end of next season. It's immediate cap relief. And then what prospects so, can you get? Let's say that Miami does figure out a way to pull this off, which I think you and I both agree it's going to be tough without a third team. Um, and, again, what's going to incentivize that third team? Because everyone keeps talking about Dallas, but they've already turned down the Dragic contract once. Um, what's their incentive to take it back this time? Um, but what would – Well, they wanted Kelly Olenek, so they can get the Kelly. If they give them Kelly Olenek and Derek Jones Jr., Kelly Olenek makes like 15. Boy, Mark, Mark Cuban, man. Uh yeah, you know you know what what's, he's doing. He's building a what's dynasty. What's the ceiling for that Miami team with a West, Russell Westbrook and yeah. Jimmy Butler? I mean, I don't know. He, I mean, Jimmy is very similar to Paul George. Paul George is a little better three-point shooter, but then you're going to the Eastern Conference as opposed to the West. Eastern Conference just got weaker. I mean, yeah, Kevin Durant came, but he's gone a year, so you're looking at Kyrie. So Boston's got a little weaker, I would say. I'm not um, so sure about that. I'm not weaker. sure Boston got weaker. I, I mean, I, well, they lost Kemba. They, I mean, they lost Kyrie. They also lost Marcus Morris. You're dealing yeah. with some unknown players coming in there. You don't have the depth. You lost Al Horford. That's um, a big loss. You, yeah. you replaced him with Ennis. You replaced him with Ennis Canner. We got a. They were a fifth seed last year, so you had Kemba Walker, who's never really got Charlotte over. Yeah, but AC. you know what? That I was. Just can't I think that was. The reason they were bad was because Kyrie was just a dick most of the year, and and the, like that team openly hated Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the, possible, but I mean, living, losing, they lost some good quality and, role and, players. I'm not saying that Brad Stevens can't make up for but the, it, but. And, but then you know the knock on Kemba, but the best team they've ever put around Kemba Walker, or the best teammate he had, was Nicholas Batum ever in his history. Like, I mean. Charlotte is such a bad organization that it's it's a miracle the boy made it out of there alive. And I think he might be a better fit in that Boston system with Brad Stevens than Kyrie was last year. Oh, 100 100% because he's coachable. Correct. So I mean he's going to be better. I'm just I'm not really talking about just that replacement. I'm talking about the role players and we're really depending on Jalen Brown, Tatum they to got, really go a whole And, you know and Gordon Hayward has to get back to because I don't think we talked about it. You know, I think this was on one of the lost tapes, but Gordon Hayward, I think people forget how good Gordon Hayward was. If he can get, it took Paul George two years to come back. And if Gordon Hayward can get close to where he was in Utah, they can run the ball through him. Now, you know, Jalen Brown, or uh, what's the boy's name? Jason Tatum is a little bit of a ball stopper and pretty he let's put it this way he took a big step back last year but Jalen Brown came on strong and you can start to run that because Kemba's not really a facilitator but if you run that through Gordon Hayward make him the point four like a Lamar Odom or like a LeBron you know what I mean like just that guy who can facilitate the ball you don't really need a point guard I mean that's a good team 
I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying it's not anything that you can bank on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? I agree with you. I'm not saying you can go into the season. So my central point is just saying that is not something that you can guarantee that Boston, because Boston was a fifth seed. You don't know if they're going to be better or worse. They could just be in the middle. So this is all just looking at the prospects of Miami. I think if that team is put together, they can be a top four seed. Um, it depends on what Victor Oladipo comes, how Victor Oladipo comes back. I think we both agree that Toronto is going to take a step back. Milwaukee, Milwaukee would be the best team. Um, then after Milwaukee, what are you getting? Philly. You got a lot of question marks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Philly. So you got Milwaukee and Philly. After that, I mean, I signed up for a Westbrook, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler took Minnesota to the playoffs for the first time. Something like Kevin Garnett and Russell Westbrook is a perennial forty-eight win team when he got somebody that can actually dribble a ball. So you put them in the East, they can be top three, and it's a it's a dice. You shoot at the dice where they go in the playoffs. As we've seen, anything can happen. I mean, if you're Miami, it's a better option than where you were going, waiting to 2021. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, it's nothing but up for Miami. So yeah, I mean, you really couldn't get worse. I'd rather do that than go in with James Johnson, Dragic. We'll just you talk know, about I'm, a I'm get good. out of jail free card. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a shot with them for two or three years because even in um, with the cap space they have in 2021, they'll still have some flexibility because most of those contracts that were quote unquote terrible still come off the books. I mean, even with the um, with the salary match, OKC can't take much. Like you said, they're kind of cap lock, so they can't take much over um, that contract. Actually, Any, they're probably going to they try can't to take, take shit less, over that you know contract. I mean? So so. So Miami's still going to have like three contracts that's going to fall off the books either next year or in 2021. So it would actually give them flexibility to go into like this year and next year with their team. And if it's flawed, have like 20 to 25 million to play with to put better players around an aging Westbrook. I think that's a 31-year-old Westbrook, a 33-year-old Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, that's not a championship team or a championship core. And by 2021, I mean, shit, that's that's – that's gonna be some tough sledding, <laughs> um, because Shit, I don't know in the East. No, I mean possible. Jimmy Butler's gonna be thirty-five, man, and and has had a, a history of injuries. And then Russ Westbrook will be what twenty or 30, 33, 34? 32. Nah, nah, he's twenty-nine. Right Is now. he? So two years, he'll be thirty-one. 31? Jimmy, Jimmy would be older, but you got to remember also Jimmy didn't play a lot but, his first three or but four years. Still, in his injury history in 35, still 35. I mean, same thing with Russell Westbrook. I mean, at that 32, 33-year-old range is about when point guards start to break down. And he's had it. He, I mean, he gets his knee, knee, both his knees cleaned up every year. So it's like, you know what I mean? That's why that contract is so bad because point guards break down with his playing style. I mean, you look at Chris Paul right now. Well, it, you look at John. Leisha not starting that contract with a ruptured Achilles. Yeah. Oh, oh, by far, John Wall one hundred percent has the worst contract <laughs> in basketball. Uh, and then Chris Paul's right behind that. But you know, Russell Westbrook ain't far behind those two just because just because of the age. And and man, oh, he's he's Russell Westbrook is far behind them. Don't do that. Don't do that. You got a dude that's coming off of three consecutive triple doubles. Uh, he hasn't really been a health concern. He's 29. You cannot compare that to a dude with a ruptured Achilles is starting like a two. No, 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 no. The, it's not close to that. But, <laughs> and a 40 year old Chris but my Paul point is making like the same amount of Steph Curry. In the future, that's not going to be a great contract just because of Russell Westbrook's playing style. Steph Curry will probably play till he's close to 40. Shit, I don't know if uh, the end of Lillard's contract is going to be a good contract. He just signed an extension. He's going to be like 34, making $50 million. All these contracts are going to be bad at some yeah, point. I guess that's fair. The The last year of Lillard's contract that he just signed this extension, he's going to be making $50 million fucking dollars. And I know he's going to be like 34, a dude that right now only goes off of athleticism and shooting from 35 feet. Yeah, that's going to be an excellent contract at 34. Yeah. Um. What else we got, man? <laughs> yeah, so man, what do you? Uh, I think there's just small stuff. Marcus Morris might be pulling out of his Spurs contract to go to the Knicks for some reason on a one-year, fifteen million dollar. Reggie Bullock is now having health concerns, so he's pulling out of his contract. Like, I really feel like the land. Paul George really shook up the landscape of free agency. And people that were committed to contracts are now pulling out. You've seen Alec Burks pull out of the yeah, OKC, OKC contract. 
Yeah, fuck this shit. And go to sign with the, the Golden yeah. State Warriors. Quietly, the Warriors are putting together a really good team. People are sleeping on them, but they're putting together a really nice bench. They just bought out Sean Livingston. They got Jordan Poole has looked like a solid backup point guard. He looks a lot like Quinn Cook. You signed uh, Alec Burks, who's been a really good player. He's just been on some really bad teams, but a team like Golden State, they got Willie Colley-Stein for nothing. They traded for Amari Spellman, a second-year player, who I think is really good, really Draymond Green-like. If, they're quietly putting together a really if good If Golden bench. State – um, plays their cards right. They could be the Memphis of the future, man. So uh, they could be the next <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies, just compiling assets and building along. Maybe they'll win a couple championships down the road. Who knows? So you know. Well, the one thing I like about Golden State is they're really ahead of the curve. They're not about sitting back and letting things come. They're going to be. They really have smart basketball people. They're being aggressive. Uh, the one thing that you get with um, you know Kevin Durant leaving. Is obviously they're going to go back to their old style and they want to play faster. And you see them getting younger, getting faster, getting more athletic, getting more versatile. They're going back to the style that they play. People forget they won 73 games without Kevin Durant. And, I mean, this is with Harrison Barnes playing the three. This is how Harrison Barnes got his $100 million contract, guys. He played the Kevin Durant role and just ran and hit open shots. It's not overly complicated. So, all right. People made this far on the contract or in the uh, in the podcast. Let's, let's give them what they want to hear, man. The home run derby mm. was last night, and no, uh, oh, yeah, exciting. I didn't watch a second of it. I'll be honest with you. Um, Shit, I didn't even know it was no. Last night. I, uh, contrary to other people, I think baseball is a dying sport. Um, but did you watch? You say you say dying. I say dead. It ain't dead, but it's it's dying. Uh, did you watch the World Cup? Nah. See, you don't support our women, okay? You're out here talking about others, but you don't support our women. I liked it on Instagram. Oh, well, they, you, that did, you did your part then, I guess. Um, and then quick <laughs> news and notes. I just realized as I was trying to book my tickets for an Arkansas Razorback game in the fall, uh, we only have two damn home games this year in the SEC. Let me tell you something, Arkansas, okay? You stupid, okay? Because every other two years, these dumb motherfuckers, we, so we play – uh, Texas A&M in Dallas every year. Whatever, cool. We lose a home game, they lose a home game. Whatever, I get it. Dallas recruiting. But these same stupid motherfuckers won't stop playing in Little Rock, and they play one game a year there. Give Little Rock the Colorado game, okay? Colorado State, they can have that game. SEC games, in-conference games, you need to have those at home where your crowd is ready to roll. They can barely fill up that dumbass stadium down in Little Rock. So we take. I thought they had a lot of support in Little Rock. Not compared. And a lot of the boosters are up in Little Rock. Not compared to correct? Fayetteville. That's they, booster they can't, money, right? A lot of it is, yes. But they can't. I about to say, nobody gives a fuck about you regular fans. This is about I boosters. mean, it's 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 pure stupidity. So, that, so now we play. Te- every two years we play Texas A&M and Missouri in Little Rock. But it, you know what I mean? It's just it's the fucking general principle, Okay. There's no sense in playing or in losing two home games a year. No sense in it. I don't get it. Anyway, we're close to. F- yeah, they're gonna. They're probably gonna lose them anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. I'll choke you out. Uh, <laughs> we're close to football season. Um, man, I'm excited. Uh, I just, I'm ready. I think this is the first. I think this is the first year where I haven't even thought about football because free agency's been. I've been so wrapped up in all the storylines of NBA free agency. I literally hadn't even checked any NFL news. Oh, I'm not talking about. I don't pay attention to NFL until training camp. There ain't shit that's gonna happen. It's just you know what I mean. College football starts a little bit earlier this year, and and you know, shit's about to happen. Okay, the fall. I mean, it's, it's July already. Training camp kicks off in two weeks for most of the, the NFL teams. You already got guys practicing in college. I mean, it's we're 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 right there. Thank God for the big three getting us through this lull in the summer. Yeah, I've not watched one second of the big three. I'll be honest with you. I can't. And you're so you're so disloyal as an Arkansas supporter. How you not watching Joe Johnson and Al Jefferson? Joe Johnson turning the clock back. <laughs> You could at least record the Joe Johnson game and support your fellow Little Rock U of A basketball player. First, like Joe Johnson looks like he can get a he can get a contract right. He can, Joe Johnson can give a team fifteen minutes. I don't care what nobody says. Um, 
If Catavius Caldwell Pope can get sixteen million for a year, Joe Johnson can give a team fifteen million. All I'm saying is I don't care. I, I refuse to watch <laughs> bad basketball. Did you say Al Jefferson went to Arkansas? He was supposed to go to Well, Arkansas. shit. So was Andre Iguodala. But, He's tied. You know, whatever. Well, he might shit. And there's a good chance he might be in the big three next year on that team. What's your point? Andre Iguodala? And they got, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And they got, uh, damn, who's the other, the light-skinned cat? He's connected to uh, Arkansas in some way, too. He didn't play here, but he's, like, connected. Shit, I can't remember the light skinned dude. But yeah, it's a little it's a little Arkansas connection on that team. Uh, uh but you don't give a shit about uh, it. I don't. I don't. Um <laughs> so yeah, man. You been watching any summer league? I have been. I've been trying to keep an eye on the Grizzlies. They're not playing job, which pisses me off, but uh Brandon Clark looks like a real stud. Grayson <laughs> Allen looked good. I mean it's his fifth year, but you know, whatever. Uh that's when he shines. Fifty. Honestly, seems. man, I think I think Grayson Allen is going to be a good fit for this team because he's still young. He's going to his second year. I mean, th- this Grizzly team is going to be fun. Um, Grayson Allen is Jimmer for that's that. That's fine. We just need him to come in, give us a couple points off the bench. Uh, he will not do that. He will be over in the Olympiacos <laughs> here soon. Maybe. <laughs> um, but the Pelicans, man, Jackson Hayes. That, that, that's going to be an athletic, nasty, dirty young team. It reminded me a little bit of the Sonics well, back in the nineties. Well, what the man, people can stay asleep. This Pelican team, the shit that Griffin is putting together, is crazy because along with these trades, the draft that they just had in Zion Williams, Jackson Hayes, who looked incredible, and yes, yeah, the summer league, but it's a it's a certain energy that people bring that you know exceeds whatever competition you're playing against. And the, the energy that dude brings with blocking shots, dunking, the athleticism. And nuts. Cam Reddish. That's perfect. No, nah, you're talking about uh, Nicholas Alexander. Nicholas. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's Cam the, Reddish that's the, the damn Hawks. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the dude they took. It's actually Shy Alexander's cousin. But that kid right there, he was a shooting guard at Virginia Tech, sophomore. Hey, he reminds me a lot of Drew Holiday. He's a lockdown defender. Um, he did really good against Kobe White, who's been tearing it up. He can score a really kind of basic game, but he looks a lot like Drew Holiday. You add in those three kids, and you already have Frank Jackson, who looks like a little Lou Williams in the making. Hey, what's wrong with uh, that team's ready to go? Kobe White looked like he has not grown into his face yet, or something. What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's the hair. Uh, it's just the hair with the soft look, head and shoulders. Look like a big five year old because the way he like smile, he's just a, a goofy looking dude. I was looking at him, I was like, the dude is like eighteen. Is he right? Right? Just because these dudes can throw, just because they can put twenty five in a in an NBA game or a summer league, they're still like kids. He's like a little kid. He's like he's a uh, immature eighteen. Oh, Let's speaking say that. of uh, of of cats, did you see your boy Cameron Artist Payne put or. Uh, Wait, you don't even know his name. Wait, Cameron Artis Payne plays for the Panthers. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, not so him. just Cameron Payne. My bad. <laughs> Cam Payne, I'm not. I don't believe because he put in. He's been in the league seventeen years. This, if you can't, this is six year in the league, and he coming out here dominating. Thirty two points. Boy, been in the league for Bro. at least six years. They tried to start you in Oklahoma City. They traded you to Chicago. They tried to start you in Chicago. If you didn't make it in the Bulls, if you couldn't unseat Chris Dunn, you might as well just go to the Olympiacos, go to China, see a Marbury's it, team. It's over, you. bro. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's, this summer league is not you impressive. You got to go play in Because any team that you go to, you're not going to get the six threes that you're taking. No. So why does it matter? No, it's over, bro. Just just go on. We'll see you overseas. We'll see you in the big three in a couple years when you hit 27, which probably be shit. He might be 28, 29 already. So how long has he been in the league? Because this cat been there a minute. He was in OKC for a few years. I think it's his fifth or sixth year. It's one of those bad OKC draft picks. People think that OKC drafts well, but after you get past Harden and <laughs> that first couple of drafts, that shit has not been working out well. well so. they all these back half ones, yeah. Well, they 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 do find the lottery, but I'm pretty sure they I'm pretty sure they pick campaign over Devin Booker. Hell no. I There's look. no way I'm Devin Booker because sure. Oklahoma City ain't been the lottery in years. 
I saw something. It said something. Maybe um, Phoenix jumped to get Devin Booker, and they thought they were going to get Devin Booker. But it was something about Devin Booker could have kept uh, Kevin Durant there or something. So maybe I misread the story. But, yeah, they ain't been doing great in the draft. That's that's my overall point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So you taking off to Mexico. Um, at least you're not going to the Dominican Republic, you know. People been showing up dead there. So just don't drink the water in Mexico. You'll be all right. And that's hard because I drink a lot of water. Better drink it bottled, my friend, because um, that ain't the place you want to be. Well, hopefully, hopefully when I come back, we'll have a West Wolf Jimmy Butler pairing in Miami. Uh, well, good luck with that. Uh, well, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm excited. We got some new podcasts coming out uh, this week. Uh, you want to hit them with that? Nah, it's not a new podcast. Same thing. When the Smoke Clears podcast will be releasing this week. And that is the only podcast. Well, I built that up. You tore that down. Uh, good job. <laughs> so that's what we got, y'all. That's what I'm here for. Uh, we got the Finance Doctor. Don't forget to check out that series. Um, and then, of course, we'll be posting, as you said, when the smoke clears. And, uh, man, have a good time in Mexico. We'll holler at y'all. Uh, the rest of us, us uh, worker bees, will be, you know, doing our jobs. So, uh, you know, don't get too much darker than you already are. Mm, Well, I can't make any promises. (laughs) You taking the kids too? (laughs) Nah. They're down in the hometown enjoying themselves at the local swimming area. (laughs) See, that's some (laughs) southern country shit right there. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. The local splash pads. Oh, that's good. All right, y'all. That's it. That's all. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. Peace.